Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. myself to the stream what's up this is the nowhere to go but a podcast and i'm your host sean dustin uh, if this is your first time listening welcome uh, if you're returning welcome back it's good to have you with us today is a pretty uh special day for the show episode 100 i never thought that i would get this far to be honest with you um, there were some shaky moments in this show's history where, you know, I dropped it for a month or two and picked it back up. I think I did that twice. Um, I don't suggest that. I lost a lot of listeners on the first time around when I did that. Um, it was starting to grow pretty quickly. And then once I fell off, so did my listenership. So don't do that. <laughs> if I can, if anything I can tell you is don't do that. Just keep going. Even if you just put updates up and short clips keep your listenership going um like always uh, if you're getting something out of what i'm doing here uh do me a favor and subscribe rate or review if you're watching on youtube go ahead and hit that subscribe button and thumbs the video up that would definitely help me out if you are on facebook uh, like and share uh, across whatever you want to do also, uh, if you're on a podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all the major platforms, and even some of the ones that aren't major, uh, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button because that will help my listenership grow and make me be more available and accessible on the platforms themselves. Um, and then anything else that you want to know about me in this episode and my guests today that are going to be joining me will be in the description. All the places that connect to the show, my link tree, and everybody else's links that are going to be here, except for Brandy, because I didn't get a chance. She she was a late addition uh, last evening, so Brandy, if you're listening right now in the green room... Um, do me a favor and any links that you want to promote, go ahead and throw that in a private chat and I will upload those and um, flash them up during the, uh, during the broadcast. So I guess uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring in Marina, Mar Maria Daniels, who is the host of Successfully Chaotic the podcast and a host of other different things. She's kind of amazing um, with all of the different stuff that she's involved doing with and does. She helps me out quite a bit with a lot of things. Um, we've become pretty close in the last year uh, working together on IPU, which is Indie Pods United. And then we're going to have Tina Marie Trimpert, who is the host of Psychedelic podcast. And then uh, Brandy, which I think she has a, 
a podcast as well. Let me look over in the, in the, which McCall, I don't see that. Um, yeah, she has a podcast too and she'll, I'll let her go ahead and tell everybody what she's up to, but Maria is going to be running a little bit late. So I'm going to bring, uh, or not Maria, Tina's running a little bit late. So I'm going to bring Maria in and Brandy right now. Hey. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Drinking my coffee. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So the reason why I wanted to do this kind of this way is um, that there were some episodes that, in my catalog that I don't really like. And in so I wanted to be able to do a little bit of an explanation on some of those. Plus also go through some of the ones that I did like and, you know, get a little bit of perspective from other people out there that have listened to it because mine's not like I see things one way and somebody else may see something a different way. Um, you know, in the last two years since I started this show, I mean, I've changed a lot and, I think anybody can agree with me who has a podcast or does a podcast that you, when you're, especially an interview one, because uh, you're getting a lot of contact with a lot of different people, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of um, people that may not agree with your perspective. And it's taught me really how to be able to listen and not, and, and accept somebody else's perspective and, and learn to be okay with that and not have to argue it out, like shove my, Oh no, you don't agree with what I'm, this is what I'm saying, you know? And it, and it's okay to not agree with people's perspectives. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what makes being individual such an amazing thing because we are all different and we all see things differently. I mean, you, we could all read the same passage and get something completely different out of it or, or see it in a different way. So that's kind of why. And then also to update everybody on what's going on, where the show's going, what, uh, what's coming. And also to give you guys a peek into the huge, <laughs> the huge backlog of episodes that I have to get out. Um, and just kind of like what's coming, uh, down the road. Uh, the show is taking on, uh, some different roles. Uh, I started a nonprofit and the show is going to be attached to that. And there's a whole big thing, um, around, around that. And so I'll give a little bit of an explanation of that in, uh, later. So, uh, let me share screen and we'll, we'll run through these. You guys got anything to say? Well, first of all, why don't you introduce yourselves, um, Maria, while I'm doing this. All right. Well, I'm Maria Daniels for you all that don't know me and I am the host of successfully chaotic. And I just want to say, Sean, congratulations for hitting your hundredth episode. That's amazing. And I think you have a great podcast and actually, actually it was, I can hear myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear yourself. You can hear Not yourself. That good. I don't oh, well, let me take that out. Sorry. Oops. Is that better? Ooh, that's yeah. better. Yeah. Made my ear drums burst. But anyway, um, I didn't actually listen to your early episodes until I knew I was coming on the show. So I started listening to some of those. And like most podcasters, I think you have done nothing but improve, um, you know, as you've gone on, because I started listening later, you know, more recently to your more recent episodes, and then went back to your beginning ones. 
And um, I definitely think that you've improved, but I, I, I didn't think your beginning um, episodes were, were terrible either. I feel like mine were terrible at the beginning. Like I listen, listen back to some of mine. I'm like, Oh child, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, but. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. It, it, uh, and thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I need to figure out what I'll take the sound off of that. Cause I want to be able to scroll through um, some of these as we're talking about them. And Tina Marie is here. Let's bring her on into the mix. <laughs> Hi, I you almost caught you almost caught me slipping right up in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I should have given you a little bit of warning before I dropped you in. That's okay. Happy 100th episode. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Brandy, why don't you go ahead and and let everybody know where who you are and and where we can find you. Um, first of all, good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. Yeah, everybody. Happy um, 100th anniversary call it. I didn't know. No. <laughs> uh, my name is Brandy J, and uh, I am the host of quite a few things. Uh, Voices of Courage, um, originally a voice to be reckoned with, and I have uh, Can't Get Enough podcast that has a whole other website with different um, shows on it, which you can find on Spreaker, Google Cast, um, YouTube, Pandora, basically just all the major platforms. You Google me, You'll tell me places that I didn't know I was. And also, I am um, one of the hosts, not the host. Well, I'm a part of the Real Wise Radio. And um, yes, yes. I think I got it all. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining me on short notice. Uh, Brandy had answered yeah. a, uh, uh, one of my posts that I made. And I had. When I like, I'll answer an email. I'll be I'll be in the middle of working on something, and then a me email will come up, and I'll start doing that, and then I'll just completely space what I was doing to begin with. And so I was I forgot to message her back, but um, I did last night, and so or the night before, one of the two. I think it was last night. <laughs> what that, what that, day that, is it? That, that, they all run together. <laughs> And so she was nice enough to wake up at 7 a.m. this morning because she's in uh, uh, Southern California. So we are both early birds versus uh, Maria where you, it's 10 a.m. where you are and 9 a.m. where you are, right, Tina? Yes. Not right. a fan. Yeah. I'm, I know. <laughs> um, so Tina, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know who you are and where what your show is. Okay, I'm Tina Marie, and I'm the host of the Psychedelic Podcast with a hyphen, and I always let, let everybody know about that hyphen because it means so much because we talk about psychology, we talk about cool stuff like lucid dreaming and MK Ultra, and we're kind of all over the place, but we call ourselves your favorite panel of non-experts, so come and check us out, and yeah, I know all of you you people, you amazing people, you two beautiful ladies and Sean. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's funny. My girlfriend goes, oh, you've got all lady panelists, huh? <laughs> He's like, good luck with that. <laughs> you, you, you didn't want to have any guys telling you about yourself? <laughs> episode three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, episode three. Oh, that's, that's one that I do not like. Um, so so let me uh, screen share here we'll, we'll get started um again thank you i appreciate it um and and i 
Maria and Tina, I've come to know you very well in the last year through working on IPU and just, you know, all the different times that we talk and, and joke throughout our, our different, um, whatever those things are called, threads that we have in, me- in Messenger and, and whatnot. And oh, I just- man. Hopefully those never get subpoenaed or anything. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a subpoena. Yeah. It's like some of the conversations we have in there, I'm like, no normal people have those conversations. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's great. It, it, you know, it honestly, in the last year, I mean, everybody has probably been struggling in some way or another, you know, um, with what's been going on and the isolation and, and all of the other stuff that, uh, goes along with that. And this has really been a, um, like a a cool thing to have because it's kind of eliminated a lot of that, you know, being stuck in the house and quarantine, whatever. It really gave me an opportunity to bond with people, um, which I would normally do, you know, maybe somewhere with at work or, or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it's been really cool. It's, it's, it's really helped me out a lot. And I just want to say, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You've been going for a while now, Sean. I mean, you have so many a hundred episodes is such a big deal. I'm really proud of you. It's awesome how far you've come. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm gonna share screen now. Hopefully I'm not gonna share audio. That was a problem last time. So if it doesn't <laughs> blow everybody's eardrums out. All right, so we're going to start with the first one, and we're going to go in 10, 10 episode chunks. So, I mean, I'm not going to hit every single episode and talk about it. Um, so the first one, and I'm going to explain the butt up now. Um, <laughs> I, You know, when I started my Twitter account, I didn't understand Twitter. So when I did all of this, I just kind of like went and, and hit every single, oh, I need an Instagram, I need a this, I need a this, and I need a that. And I never didn't, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Right. And so what, what's, what do they all say? Maria in business plan, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. Planning to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of my first, uh, inkling of that. And so <laughs> when I started my Twitter account, they gave me a handle as butt up now. <laughs> now. Like, yeah. I'm like, what, <laughs> what is that? And then so the, perverted. At- yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and then the exclamation point was an accident it was supposed to be episode one and i, I so when you're when you're doing this and you first start man do yourself a favor and proofread everything don't just copy and paste stuff don't just you know you know uh, there's so many different things that i've done that have like oh and once you push publish it's like you can't get it back I mean, I guess you could yeah. delete, you can delete it, but on Libsyn, I mean, I just, I just like, screw it, whatever. That's just, I mean, that's life. I mean, life is messy, right? Absolutely. It's chaotic. <laughs> yeah, successfully chaotic. A shameless drop there for you. Um, and then number two is divorce struggles conversation. This is somebody that was local and I threw a, uh, uh, I had no idea how to get guests yet, so I just posted something in the local uh, uh, Craigslist was on Craigslist oh my gosh the newspaper it was a local Facebook group (laughs) and so somebody answered I'm like oh my god yes 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> I bet you were so proud because at the beginning, okay, I just have to say this. Episode one sounds like a very long trailer for something I don't fully understand yet. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> laughing so hard because you're just like telling your email and spelling it out all slow. And like, you, <laughs> you're so different now. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's called personality. When when we, <laughs> when we first start this, these journeys, you're. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard for you because you're uncomfortable, and so when you're uncomfortable, your true personality never really comes through. Like you'll see glimpses of it, almost, almost like in like in like a uh, someone that's dating an addict. You know what I mean, and wanting them to change and sticking around because they see glimpses of that person, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's still there." Um, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off track on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, the glimpses of your personality will start coming out. And, uh, you know, I think it, I, it, I didn't, my, my true personality didn't start showing, I think, until probably in the 60s. That's how in the 1960s? No, no. Epi- <laughs> in, in, in episode 60s. <laughs> so these are the, the, this is one of the ones right here, episode three, single dad online dating perspective. <laughs> just the title yeah when when i started this show right it in the first episode it talks about maybe you know a dating podcast and this and that and so after i did this episode and it was also kind of i think i wrote the whole episode out just to see if like how long it would take me and how many pages just sort of like a test a test run like if i was going to do that oh and so (laughs) I wrote I wrote the whole thing out. You can hear me you can hear me flipping pages and and, and all of that. But the reason I didn't like this episode is because when I listened back to it, I sounded like such a douche. Like you just did. in my in my in, 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 <laughs> Dana's like, yeah, fact. That was a fact. No, seriously. <laughs> it, it was like, oh my God. I, like like who would want to date you? Yeah. After listening to that episode, was that the episode you were saying you had twelve dating apps? Because I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "How do you keep up with that?" (laughs) It's very difficult. But I mean, just just some of the things that I was saying in it, and you know, from trying to to, and a lot of it was is that that was around the time when I had just left, like split up with my ex so i mean i still was angry um and then i was going on dates with people and that's when i started realizing that oh you know and that's when i started realizing oh i got a echo from somewhere yeah somebody's playing it on facebook i think yeah um so anyways uh it was I'd gone on some dates and I I was just get I was it probably been like the third one that I'd went on where it it really wasn't it was a person from 15 years ago that I clicked on and this was not the person um in the picture you know what I mean it just and I, and I get it man people do that you you put your very best picture to try to lure people in <laughs> and you know, but I just like at some point, if you're going to if you're going to meet with somebody, we're going to see who you really are. And so I was just, I, I was just pissed. I shouldn't have done a, an episode actually in that state of mind. And it really came, it really came through uh, yeah. in that episode. 
And so, like, I'm not that person. If anybody, yeah. you know what I mean? I was at that point, but that was probably about almost two years ago, you know? It, I actually, it, like, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I really appreciate that episode at the same time of it being hilarious to me because you were, you're, you were, that was your genuine moment, like in the very beginning of podcasting. And it's been up this whole time. You made it to episode 100 and you never took it down. I mean, it's still there. That was a part of you. And it's something that you were going through and you'll always remember that. So I think that's actually really cool that you kept it up. And, you know, it's just hilarious. You were going to talk about dating throughout all of your podcast. <laughs> well, after listening to that episode, I realized that I was I was no expert in, in any and shouldn't be talking about dating at all. Actually, probably shouldn't even be dating at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that was so obnoxious. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's the explanation on that one. All right. Then we go through uh, Rhiannon. I've had her on two times. She's in the, uh, I think, 70s or 80s, her second one. But that was a really good one uh, about mental illness because she struggles with uh, a couple of different diagnoses. Um, five is Melissa Sheldon. She was a voice actress. Uh, that was a good one. Didn't get a lot of play, but if anybody out there is, wants to know about voice acting, she mm -hmm. actually gives... Um, her the way that she got into it, which is not the traditional way. It's she went through the apps and and started going on Amazon and and doing um, reading for books and everything else like uh, voice narration and all this other stuff. So she gave me those apps to do right, and and I went and I tried it out myself, and I and I actually got on um, a few different uh, uh, things. They weren't paid, but I mean they were actually spots, and they're out there somewhere in the world. So her her thing does work. So if anybody's interested in that, cool. go go into into episode number five and and actually you do, you don't even have to listen to the episode. Just go into the show notes and all of the links and everything will be in there. No, go listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Sean? Come on now, episode one hundred. You should be like, I am the boss. Yeah, no, that that's what I've realized. Uh, so far being in, in 100 is that I am no boss. I, I am constantly <laughs> learning um, and, and about things and myself too. You know, it's uh, that's everybody though. Yeah. It, but you know, not, but not everybody does that. Not everybody learns about themselves. Well, because that's true. <laughs> everybody gotta, should. <laughs> you, you have to that be open. True. You have to be open to hearing about yourself and being able to take that constructive criticism and not constructive sometimes, you know, uh -huh. and, and I mean, what are you going to do if somebody just starts calling you, you're, you're fuck, blah, 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 you're a piece of junk, whatever, and not reacting and responding instead. All the more reason to edit it out later. <laughs> true, true, but the show was based on authenticity and transparency, so I don't I do a whole lot of removal. I think I removed once, and I let you hear that one that I removed, and and it it should it should have been removed. It, it should have been removed. That was that's a hilarious one. I wish we could talk about it, but <laughs> uh, we're not we got, gonna. We got a comment uh, from. A friend of mine, uh, David DeRocher, who runs the, he's a executive director of the Other Side Academy in Utah. And he's actually in episode 83. And part of the reason why I'm, I started the nonprofit and the direction I'm going to go with it is because I went and visited, uh, the Other Side Academy and stayed 
at the, at the facility for three days with the uh, students, and I, I immersed myself in their program and listened to all the things. Went to the to the different uh, um, like groups that they had, the confrontation groups. He showed he he really extended me such an awesome invitation and uh, brought me into what he was doing and let me see exactly like how his his business model runs and all of that. So thank you, David. I. You have no idea how much of an influence you've been on me. So I appreciate you. All right, let's go back to, all right, here's another one. So we had number six, the comeback coach. He's really cool. Uh, Episode seven, this is another one that I didn't like. And the reason why I didn't like it is because I feel like when I listened back to it, I was glorifying my drug use in a way Mm. and like and and that that really wasn't what it was meant to be it was more like telling a a crazy story about how crazy it gets when you're in addiction like you don't think about certain things and so like oh yeah i did this and i did that and i think it also had a, a story of when i od'd and like the people that I was with just kind of left me in a, they put, oh. me in a, put me in another room and continued partying. And somehow I ended up waking up and um, I didn't, I didn't even think about that as being like something fucked up. You know what I mean? Wow. It was like, Oh, where's some more stuff. And I immediately started getting high again. And so I was, that was more of an explanation of how crazy it can get. But then when I listened back, it sounded more like I was having fun talking about it. And then the girl that I had, this was an in-person interview. And so she had joined me um, at my place to to do this one. And we talked about a place called Discovery Bay. And it made it sound like this place, which is a a, a city like a, a, a couple cities away. Um, it's, it's a, a well-to-do area. They all live on the water. Well, not all of them live on the water, but most of these, <laughs> most of these people live on, on nice houses on the water. It's an expensive area. Um, and you know, some things happen there sometimes. I mean, you know, there's, oh. well, well, we, we talk about, <laughs> about, um, you know, orgies and stuff and, you know, swinger, sw- swinger parties that happen in Woo! these in, in this affluent area but it really made it seem like that like the whole town was like this and this is all what they do and it That's really hilarious. yeah it really painted discovery bay in a bad light oh no and so if anybody listens to that um that is not what uh i intended for that to be yes in every city there are swingers i'm i imagine and i'm sure and you know maybe there may be more there i don't know I've never been. Oh, well, Sean, you you know because you've been to strip club. You say it on episode one or two. You're like, I went to. St- I go. I hanged out with strippers, and uh, I was like, wow, he came like straight out with it. You go, Sean. That's true, and, 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 and in that area, in uh, that period in my life, yes, I had been. You know, I knew where that stuff was going on, but like, I don't. <laughs> Now I have no idea if that's what happens in Discovery Bay or not. I mean, those are just rumors that I've heard. And Stephanie kind of says, "Yes, maybe she's been to one of them." So I mean, it, it, whatever. 
Discovery Bay is not a bad place. It is actually a very nice place. It's um, where you can discover yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and several other selves. Yes. <laughs> and so and then here's where I get into some more of the addiction stuff, which is actually my lane because I struggled with addiction for 18 years in and out of prisons and institutions and stuff like that. This was an interesting one, nine, freedom of the press, because July 4th, 2019, and then we're dealing with that right now in 2020. So I think that one was a little ahead of its time because we're dealing with the freedom of the press right now and freedom of speech and all these other things yeah. that are that are happening in our society right now, which we will not go into because that is yeah. why we're here. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> life, life coach Amy Barsky, that was a great one. She is super, uh, she has a lot of wisdom and she's oh, a, yeah. she's a uh oh man what is she she does this she does like acro yoga i love that i want to do it so bad oh yeah dude check her out because she is like not only does she have this flexible ass body and does a lot of crazy <laughs> shit um she's just a cool cool person man and i'm probably gonna ask her to come on board when because part of this nonprofit that i'm starting is going to be um putting together a panel of coaches and mental health counselors and stuff like that that are going to be that i want to um uh be able to present and and, and be on board with um you know i what i'm going to be the the population I'm going to be serving, I figured it out and narrowed it down, is transitional uh, youth males, so 15 to 23. And the reason why is that in our area, um, the youth authority, and if you're in California, Brandy, you know this, CYA is going to be closing down, and they're not going to be um, – they're doing away with that program, the youth authority altogether. So in 2020, oh my gosh. well, in 2023, it's going to be, um, they're shutting the doors. They're not putting anybody else in there at this point. So there's going to be a whole bunch of funding that'll be available, um, for counties and, and cities now. And, but what are they going to be doing with these, these juveniles that, you know, yeah. juvenile males instead of going there you know we're going to have to figure out some sort of situation or some sort of programs to uh as diversion for that so. you sean you're like the person to be the face of all of that for this and i think that it's excellent that you're actually going forward with it and i'm like once again so proud of you but can really one one thing i have to say i forgot on Episode two or three, you have like some crazy techno music, and I want to know why. <laughs> okay, so on all, like, I think all the way up until like seven or or eight or nine, I was just figuring out how to do all this stuff. Like, I'd never done any of this stuff, so it was cute. <laughs> I was like, all right, so I, I I played around with different music, and then I think around seven or eight or nine, it uh, it. it I'm like, all right, well, I, I'd settled on something that I was happy with. And then I, I rolled with that for probably quite a few. And then I decided, all right, well, I just need to get a professional intro and outro. And then that's when all that switched. I don't know exactly when, but that was the reason I had used some techno. And if you, if you, I use that same techno music in a bunch of stuff. And I, I had, I'd got the, uh, uh, I'd went and, and subscribe to something where you can use music for instead of having to buy the rights to it. Alitu? No, I think it was uh, ep uh, epidemic, epidemic sound. sound. Yeah. 
Yeah, jinx all in the brain. Um, yeah, Sean, Sean came in. He was coming in hot on that episode, and it was about the it was the dating episode. You hear techno music blasting, and then he just comes in. Hey, it's your host, Sean Dustin. We're talking about dating today. I'm like, wow, techno music and everything. I feel like I'm at a party. Cool. Maybe that was a goal. The one that said yeah. Discovery Bay is that something about Disco Bay? Is that like a nickname for it? Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it disco. So maybe that was why. Maybe he like was theming the whole music behind that was his purpose at that moment. Good theory. Yeah, if anybody's around this area, like if you say Disco Bay, everybody knows immediately where you're talking about. Does that usually include the, the cocaina? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Disco. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anymore. Anymore. There you go. All right. So thirteen is this is a really cool guy right here. Um, and if like this guy is super smart, and he does a lot of cool things. Uh, he goes. He's abroad. He's from the states, but he moved abroad to go and cover certain things and he likes to, he's an advocate in a uh and a voice for um refugees and so oh. like like refugees in syria it, it, uh let Le- lesvos um and all these different oh. places but he uh this one was really cool because i this is where i realized that i'm not an interviewer and that, like, when you talk to somebody who knows journalism and knows how to a- ask questions and answer questions, um, and this was in this case, so you can actually, if you listen to this episode, you'll hear me get schooled, not in a rude way, but just in a way where, like, I'm, I'm going around talking and not asking a question. And he's like, all right, bud, is, do we got a question here at some point? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. Man. And so it's like it was embarrassing, but it was also a learning a learning moment for me. I was like, oh dude, you can't just be like half ass about this if you're gonna if you're gonna interview people that are at a certain caliber. Yeah. You can't be like half ass like I you. do it. Well, no, and half ass like I, I I've always been up into a certain point where it's like, okay, I do the bare minimum to get myself by. So I'll be good at a lot of things, but I'll never be great at anything, you know? And so that's kind of where I learned and started like learning about more about myself and my behaviors and my habits and the things that I do that hold me back. That's this, awesome. This, that was the beginning of where I kind of realized that. Uh, then That's a addiction story and he had a porn addiction. So... That was one of those a vegan space switch. She is actually a vegan. Um, she, she, she does. She calls herself a space switch because she does uh, charts, charting for. Uh, I do those. Okay, cool. And so that, that that was an interesting conversation. And she was a twenty. She's twenty three. So it was an interesting dynamic where it's like I have nothing. I have nothing in common with a twenty three year old. Did right. she say the word clout? Um, I don't think she said clout, but it was just it was it was an interesting one. I'll just I'll just say that. I, talk I about, haven't heard it. I, I talk about it. I talk about life coaches and how young people are out there trying to be life coaches now and how they like how are you gonna coach anybody when you haven't even been through life? You don't <laughs> you don't know anything about life until you hit your forties. You know, yeah. your late thirties to your forties. 
Mm. You know, your then, your spankings are not; they don't count. <laughs> yeah, <really>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one here is from a blind guy who has a podcast. His name is Dennis Sumlin. Really cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard his yeah, I've heard his name before. Yeah, he's he's been through in in a lot through the uh different um podcast groups. Yeah. That was a cool one about addiction. Uh that was a great one about uh quit nothing around. I like that. That's good. Yeah. From a financial <laughs> coach, that was awesome. And we talk about how um uh, you know, we don't get taught how to deal with finances in school. Actually, we don't get taught anything in school that really applies no. to life once you leave school. I teach. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so this is a really good one to listen to. And he's probably somebody I'm going to ask to be on my, my panel on the, on the, um, on the nonprofit. So he can start teaching that stuff to these, these young guys coming out and, you know, giving them what they didn't get, uh, in school if they, you know, even stayed in school. So that'll be an awesome one. Quit mething around. I named it that because I used to say that all the time when I was when I was out there doing my deed and doing drugs and I was addicted to meth for 18 years so Oh man. This story was awesome and the reason why I chose this uh episode was because if you go in and you see the before and after uh on that picture it's like whoa. I Can you zoom in? Um, well, the problem is if, is if I do do that, then I'm going to have to scroll all the way back down to 19 oh. from 20 when I, okay. go. oh, you know what I can do? I can just do this here. Let's go. Pinch the screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Duck, uh-oh. duck, go. Uh, uh, duck, 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 go. Duck, duck, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ducking out. I'm going. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to be tracked. whatever you use gmail gmail was one of your apps down there dude you're defeating that whole purpose (laughs) oh wow so this is why i reached out to her Um, she's beautiful she is that picture makes me sad yeah and it's like i've seen that all through mine i was lucky when i when i uh i did uh when i went through when I was going through and using, because it didn't, it didn't affect me. Like it did a lot of other people that I'd see around me. And yeah, this was, teeth. yeah. <laughs> hey, be nice. No, no, I, I meant it. She I was being nice serious. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so her story was kind of unique to me because of how fast she fell. It was, Aww. it was in less than a year that she went from that to that. Oh my gosh. You know, so wait. So that's not her now. That's her before that. Yeah, that was her before, and then the picture right here is her now. Oh, okay. I see. I see. And so, I mean, like they don't even look like the same person. It's like it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. that's what you look like. Yeah. Uh, Um, I don't. I don't even have any pictures of me because usually I moved around so much that in my addiction I just lost any picture that I had. Like even my even my prison pictures, I don't. I don't even know where they are. I think I may have Uh one when I was in the joint. Um. So yeah. Anyway. So self sabotage is another good one. Twenty. This one right here was the first time that I had come out. You know, she'd been a. uh, She's from India. And she'd been uh, almost killed by her ex-husband oh, wow. uh, from from uh, abuse. And I actually, this was the first time that I came out and 
talked about um, my own uh, struggles with abuse and not as an, uh, not as somebody that was abused, but an abuser um, because I was verbally and uh, mentally and emotionally abusive in most of my relationships um, up to a certain point. And like, that's, that's what I've been working on in the last two years as well. Um, trying to change that and, you know, deal with my own anger issues and, and stuff that I have um, that bring me to that. And the reason why I thought it was important is that if I'm going to have a platform and I'm a male and this, this isn't uncommon either. A lot of abusive relationships are this because guys will figure, well, if I hit her, then I'll go to jail. So I'll just do it this way. And that way, uh, you know, I can still, and it was a lot, it was a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with, um, bending somebody to my will. So, and using intimidation and bullying tactics and verbal abuse and all that to, to, to kind of do that. And it was, um, I have a, I have a a three-year-old daughter and she was starting to see that and, and, and recognizing it at two years old, what that was. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to break the cycle, it's got to be now. And because I don't want her to grow up and witness what I'm doing and witness what her mom is going through and, and thinking that that's okay. And that's normal. You know, I want her to be able to, I want to be a role model to her as to what it's supposed to be or what a man is supposed to be and how, how treating a woman should be, you know? And so anyways, that, that was really what that, that one was about perspective. So this is the, this is where I really start getting into talking about my conspiracy mind and all the conspiracies that I start talking Yay. about, which Randy, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're with wise, I don't, I don't know how hard they hit with that, but I know it, it does know. get, no, I do on my side. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that that's where that makes its appearance, and, and you know, side of my my personality. Um, Joe Potosi is a really good one. He talks about his child abuse um, stuff that he went through. Hold on, let me get over here. Ouch! Sorry, my cat just clawed my thumb. So March March twenty third. This was a few days after the lockdown. And where that happened. So I went through a string of episodes where I'm talking about Corona virus, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, everybody's kind of like, Oh, we don't know what's happening. It's at the beginning. We've never been through anything like this. And so people are just having speculative conversation, basically. And that's those three bravery. Um, that was an interesting one. I didn't understand it. What that what that meant um, in in the context of of how she was presenting it, and it kind of comes through there. So I don't know. I might have sounded like an asshole, but, but I but I but I did but I did get what she meant at one. At, finally, I was like, oh, okay. So like, I guess bravery is different for everybody. You know, the the, the however you use bravery, it's different. Because when I think of it, I think of like, you know, uh, a fireman running into a burning building. That's brave. Right. You know, when you, and I guess when she was explaining it in a different context of somebody who maybe um, 
going through something and like I don't know, telling your story is brave for some people. You know? yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You know, Just like pain is different for all of us. Mm-hmm. So there was me learning that, okay, maybe you should just shut up sometimes and listen. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, there we go again. Here's the, the bailout and all that. And this is actually, I took three clips from three different um episodes that i listened to like the jimmy door podcast uh uh joe rogan and and another different one and i kind of blended them together and 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 made the point of something um yeah this one was kind of a crazy one i was really upset about where we were and the things that were happening so if you can't read what those ats are because <laughs> i didn't want to come out and say it mm-hmm. um i'm like general strike civil war revolt Oh, um, so I, I don't think that we should do, I think we should have a general strike, but I don't think that we should have a, a civil war or revolt. I hope it doesn't go to that point. Um, I hope we can figure it out before it gets to that point. It's a very angry title. Very angry. Yeah, no, it was. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I struggle with anger. So yeah, you, yeah I'm you, like, you, it's okay. I'm telling you, man, when you, when you follow a show, what's, what's amazing about podcasting and and when you follow a show of somebody who's just starting out and has never done it before, you literally get to grow with that host mm-hmm. and that show. And you start Absolutely. to, you start to see their personality coming out in the episodes from the kind of episodes that they do to, um, how they are and how they interact. It, it, it's so awesome, man. I love, it really I is. love that. It's cool, Sean, because I found you in a a major podcast group and I was like, you know, everybody wants to go look at who the admins are and then or the mods. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to add this guy, Sean Dustin, because he has cool headphones in his picture. And and then like, yeah, that that was that sold, sold. Okay, (laughs) I started uh, listening to his stuff and I was like, oh, man, like this is deep. This could like really go places. And I'm look at you now. Like, it's just amazing what you're doing. Thank you, Tina Marie. I appreciate that. And I really do. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you and every, all of the insight that I get from everybody. Honestly, um, it's because when you do a show as you're going to find, you know, what you need is feedback, you know, from either your listenership or from your iTunes, from reviews, which people don't do enough of. Um, and it's the, and it's the simplest thing to do ever. It's like three clicks and some, some pokes and, um, you know, that's it. And, you know, and it's free. (laughs) That's, you know, it all it takes is a little bit of time and a lot of people just don't want to take the time to do it. And a lot of bit of time. Yeah. And, and even even Maria, I, I mean, I'm guilty of it. You, how many times have you asked me to go to your Google my my, my business and enough give enough you a times review? and how many enough times, times how many times have I done it? Probably none. I haven't looked, yeah. but probably zero. I, I haven't done it yet. So I mean, I'm that too. I can say. And I used to complain about this all the time, and and this and, and I said all that to say this. I used to complain about this all the time. And why can't people just give me a review or a thumbs up or, or this or that? And it's like, man, I, I feel like I'm begging. You know, I deserve I'm, it when I'm when I'm saying it in the beginning. You know, hey, rate, rah, 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 that you know all that stuff in your intro. Um, 
But then I'm like, well, how many people do you review? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. <laughs> like, well, I don't really. And like, well, then how can you expect anybody to do something that you won't even do yourself? What I found is most people mean to like they they're like, oh, I'll do that later. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'll get that done later. But it's like you forget. And I, and I think that's why, you know, you do need to consistently ask because, you know, most people want to help. If they like your show, they want to help. It's just people get busy. They forget. Exactly. And, you know, and that's kind of where I, I figured all that stuff out as well and started, you know, being a little bit more consistent at that. Obviously, I'm not I haven't figured it out because I'm still not doing it. But um, I'm getting- I don't want to interrupt. I keep staring at Tina. She's petting the cat like Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. And I can't stop <laughs> looking at her. It's just like- <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, number thirty is a is a is a, is a, a really interesting one because it even threw me off. <laughs> I had this guy hit me up um, on Messenger, and he's like, "Hey, I'm you know blah blah blah. I listen to your show and a couple of other things." And I'm like, "Sure, let's uh you know let's let's set something up. What's your what's your story?" He's like, "Well, I'm actually talking to you from prison right now," and I'm like, "Okay." more more tell me more tell me more and so i did this episode with three of like there are three people that hang out in prison one of them has a contraband cell phone in his in his cell had had, had, Had suppository cell phone well they call they call that uh putting it in your suitcase Oh, no. <laughs> no. That that's the that's really what they, what they that say. That just further is the fact that I would not survive prison. So <laughs> that, that's I'm sick right now. <laughs> I just I just drank kale and uh coffee. I didn't yeah. eat that part. <laughs> so this this is a, an episode that was done. I, I changed their voices so you couldn't tell that was them. Um, and I also did noodles. His name yeah, was Noodles. Yeah, one of his <laughs> name was Noodles. So Jimmy Sal and Noodles, and wow. two two of them were there for um, uh, statutory rape charges. So basically, they were having a, a an inappropriate oh. relationship with a younger um, female. I mean, it was all consensual, but. You know, you know, sometimes parents figure that out and they decide they want yeah. to press charges. Um, and then the other one was there for murder. And so it was an interesting what? story. Yeah. So I, they, all three of them tell their stories. And I even kind of, you know, asked the question of the two or one of, uh, one of the two that was there for statutory rape. I'm like, so I have a daughter and I would have an issue with, with that age difference. Um, was it a big age difference? I can't remember what it was. It obviously because I mean I think it's you know, if it's like three or four years, that's just petty. Yeah. But if it's like twenty years, that's a problem for me. Yeah, no, I think yeah. it's like 10, 10, 10 to fifteen, something like that. Yeah, it was enough to where I go, well, I wouldn't approve of that, and I'd have an issue. So do you? Could do you see it from the point of, you know, of a parent, and now that you're there and you've you've had time to think about it and and all of that, and and they did, <clears throat> but there's also a. A, a bad part is that, you know, that's, I wouldn't consider that a sex crime. Yeah. Wor- worthy I, of, of catching the label of a sex offender. That's I think, I think it would be dependent on several things. Like was, did the child feel like they had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did they feel like they didn't have a choice in the matter because they were older and, 
you know, I feel like that could go, but most of the time, no, I agree. But I I I do think there's a, there's a slim amount of time that it could be a whole different scenario. And then I feel like, I'm okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. I I feel like maybe when they turn 18, the girls or boys that were involved in the case should be able to go up there and say, Hey, no, like just drop it. And like, let this guy live or girl just move on with their lives Mm -hmm. and not have this on the record forever. I agree. They probably could have cheated them really, really well and everything. Just like, ugh. You know the eight. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for but for these guys, I mean, you know, their situation sounded like it wasn't one of those extreme ones, and it's like, okay, well, now you're labeled as a sex offender. Once you hit a Mm -hmm. a yard, I mean, the things. I mean, that's real real shit that happens when a sex offender comes on and doesn't and doesn't announce when they get there and get themselves removed from the general population before they even hit the general population. It it is real that they get beat up if they get found out. Is that why they were hanging out with the murderer? Was that like a reputation thing? He was like the protector, um, like the bodyguard. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I, I asked him about that too, and they just kind of like you know they had to explain their situation because it's not like hey, look, I, it wasn't me going in and you know perpetrating some crime on a on a on a like like molesting or you know any yeah. of the other kind of things that. I would think it fit into that category. Um, Did noodles pay with ramen for his bodyguard? <laughs> That's what I he said. Noodles, I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's got a, it has, he has something to do with the noodles. <laughs> we all and hit okay. So moving, moving on because ramen PTSD is a real thing too. I get it. <laughs> Um, uh, Mor- Moria number 31 this is uh, Eric's uh, his second appearance on my show and this is where he talks about the uh, Greek island of it was so here's another um, editing thing or, or uh, proofreading thing because I got the name of uh, Lesbos it's not Lesbos it's L-E-S-V-O-S like V is in Victor like Lesbos yeah, that's the, that's the name of the island. So I was like, I felt like such a douche, and I never, <laughs> I I never even uh, even said anything about that, and he never said anything about that either. That like, because V Why? and V and B are right next to each other on the keyboard. Oh my gosh! So I autocorrect. I, yeah. So I didn't I didn't review it before I push publish, and well, I just left it. <laughs> It's, and, it's good and, SEO. I thought it was a play on words. I was really confused. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> I think it's great that it's there. <laughs> it's funny. And so you're you're going to see right here. Here's another uh, mistake that I made. Uh, episode number thirty one. Then no number. And episode thirty one. So. I have a, I made a mistake there as well. So I don't know what was happening around this time period that I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, but there's a grouping of that. Uh, personality is permanent. That was a great, uh, episode, um, with that. He's actually a doctor, PhD. Um, Steven Johns was a good one. Uh, this guy, uh, so here, I'll, some of the pictures on this one too are kind of crazy. This guy, this kid was, he was, he almost died as a, a kid. Because of his uh, SJS ten, what's and, that? Well, what happened was basically his his 
skin started falling off and his body was eating itself. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. So if we go down, I'll show you the pictures of it. It was they were really they were hard to to look at. I don't think I can look actually. I really can't. That's like lepr that's like modern day leprosy then? No, it had something to do with so like he he had like 106 fever, he lost his sight and all this stuff and so it's like his his you'd have to listen to the episode to to for him to tell you exactly what was going on with it. Uh, but it yeah, was... I, I didn't listen to that one. I'm gonna have to take a listen after this. What number is that? This one is number thirty-three. Hmm. Yeah. Kanye West song. <laughs> so, like, oh that, no, I can't. Those are burned. Like, like his body temperature, it, like almost like he'd been burned, but it wasn't. It was his temperature got so hot. Uh, Poor little in, baby. Internally, sad. so yeah, he ended up yeah. uh, blind and everything. Oh and, my gosh! And so I don't know if any for people out there that use Libsyn or people that um, have a show or listen to a show that is hosted by Libsyn, you can actually add comments down to the um, on the page itself of different of the shows. So, I mean, I don't know mm. a lot of people if they know that or not. Yeah. Unknown caller. Oopsies. Right. Sorry. It's an unknown caller. It's probably important. It's Wyoming. <laughs> Who's calling me from Wyoming? I don't want your cheese. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a couple more life coaches. Um, this is where the co-host Lori Rising jumps in, and we had a really good chemistry, and we had we had good conversation. So I'd asked her to come on and join me as a, a co-host, and she because the contrast between us were so different. Like I'm this this you know kind of chauvinistic ish kind of guy, <laughs> and she's this like woo woo. Um, Portland, Oregon, uh, dreads, um, or she, you know, would be the kind of girl that would have dreads, um, and just kind of out there, uh, you know, just woo woo all the way around. But woo woo. But she would she would call me on stuff, right? Which was good because not a lot of people in my life or around me call me on anything. And so I thought that that would be a good contrast to have as far as transparency and authenticity. She would keep me uh, honest in those episodes and call me on some of my chauvinistic shit. So did you ever, do you ever think back, Sean, at any of these episodes and have you ever like lied in an episode blatantly lied and has it haunted you if you have like blatantly lied, like is in like, like, like give me an example. Um, like just outwardly made up a story or did anything like that? Or have you always been as honest as it really does appear? And I, I believe it is all genuine. I'm just curious because like it just, uh, yeah, it's just like me doing a science experiment on you. I just want to know. Yeah. No, I, I, everything that you see is, is, is what, what you see is what you get. Um, I may not talk about things. You know, I may hold back um, some stuff that, you know, because right. you do have to have a balance of of private public, right? Yeah. There are some things that I may not talk about at a certain point because I'm maybe going through that 
or going through something and I haven't processed it yet myself to know how I even feel about it or like what role that I played in it, if any, or maybe it was all because of me. Um, I got to go through that and then I'll end up talking about it at some point in the lessons that I learned from it. You know, I think the hardest thing for me that I've had to talk about so far and be honest about was um, being abusive. That, yeah, that's embarrassing. Um, that took some courage. That was courage right there. You know, and I agree. Th- thank you. But it's, uh, that's not hard to have to, to have to hear, you know, to even put that label behind your name, you know, that like yeah. I was abusive. I was abusive. Like, fuck, that sucks, man. I don't like listen. I don't like hearing that about myself. And yeah. having to look at it and dissect it, figure out where it came from. Why do mm-hmm. I do it? Uh, and all of that stuff. And the more that I talk about it, the easier it gets for me to accept that. Look, that's what you were. That's not what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, own, own it. And yeah. learn from it and be an advocate against it. Yeah. And accept what you did wrong because you know that it was wrong and then move on. You know, what you have <laughs> honoring, honoring the victims of my abuse is what I, I, I feel like I'm doing, you know, yes, I, I was wrong and, and, and how I did some things and dealt with some things. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm honoring you as people that were victimized by me by being an advocate for people like you and now trying to be an example for other men out there um, as to how to be, you know what I mean? Because a lot of men out there don't know how to be men. I mean, that's That's true. That's plain and simple. And it's not that they don't know how to be men and sort of like, Oh, I'm a man, macho masculinity. It's, it's being, being a man is, is a lot of things. A gentleman. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, people get being a father. You can, you can, you can be a father. You, you could be a father to offspring, but what does being a father really mean? Right. You know what I mean? You know, I think a lot of people get that, that messed up. A lot of guys get that mixed up too. You know, if you're not in your kid's life, you're not a father. Right. Did you do an episode on that? No, not yet. You should. I like it. That's, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We got future episode things. All right. Well, I'm going to speed this up because this, if I, I think if I keep going at this rate, we'll be here for three hours. Favorites. <laughs> um, so cannabis, I'm an advocate. Um, I microdose daily if you don't know that already. Um, <laughs> and microdosing, for those that don't know or understand what that means or even is, is a minute amount that gives you the benefits and the wellness of the, the medicine, but doesn't take you to the, to the high. So it's just, it's the point just before the high that you still get the benefits and the well being aspect of, um, either, uh, uh, THC, CBD, uh, CBD doesn't get you high, but if there's THC involved, that yeah. would be what a microdose is considered. So CBD helps. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, I love CBD for inflammation and all that. Yeah. Um, living authentically here. This one was important because I have a trans sibling. Oh yeah. 
And so she is a, um, she had the gender reassignment surgery and she's, um, uh, a woman now. And so trying to understand that is why I talk to other trans folks and have them on my show because like, I don't necessarily understand it even now, even though I, it's my, my sister, I still don't get it in a certain way. So to me, talking about it and talking to people that are there that can give me their perspective. Yeah. And, and at some point, then I'll take all that and then I'll talk to my own sister in a way and maybe even have her on the show and, and, and deal with it. So I really, this is use, a lot though. Yeah. Well, I really use this show to talk to people and deal with my own stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and like almost, and then bring people along with my journey of trying to find out and figure out me, you know, that's what a lot of it is. Um, there's some other good ones there, uh, eating healthy, uh, because I think that's really important. Uh, I struggle with weight and I'm up to 275 now. And I was, I got down to 225, um, probably two years ago. So I've put it all back. The COVID 35 really didn't help. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did, do you think that's because of the addiction in the past? No, it's because I cook really good and I like to oh. eat what I, I like to eat what I cook. Ah, oh, yes. When, when when somebody says that this is a this is a serving, I'm like, no, it is not. My my, my, my servings cover the whole plate, um, and so yeah, I need to to get that under control. But you know, it's it's I'd rather be figuring it out or trying to because I, I do this all the time i yo-yo i'll go I'll, I'll knock off 20 pounds and then put it back on and then get lazy and go eat fast food and and do all the things that aren't good for me and yeah. then i'll jump back on the train and go all right, <clears throat> and get it all back down to turn around and do the exact same thing so i haven't figured out how to just not go back to eating like crap but i mean i'm sorry french fries are good yeah um, they well, are you how know, can you not are- I don't like like french fries. (laughs) What? Extra greasy with Parmesan? (laughs) All that fried food and bar food and stuff like that. I I like it. Um, I made three types of of breadcrumbed different meats the other night because I was on that tip. I was like, ooh, I'm doing sirloin sirloin steak with Parmesan and and breadcrumbs and uh, chicken. I made everything. (laughs) I know I see some of your you're doing. I'm like, uh oh, she's on she's on one today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually on four. That's the second episode with uh, Lori Rising. Um, we're going to – and I had Brandy listen to the final episode, and I have an explanation that I have to give on that episode as well. Um, there's some other cool stuff here. Scott talks about essential oils and, you know, toxic foods <laughs> and um, – you know, kind of like all the different cleaning solutions and toxic stuff we have in our home mm-hmm. and how some of all that stuff that we don't even know, like when you go and do spray some Windex on your on your window and you use mm-hmm. your and you're getting all that Windex in your in your uh, in your hands. And yep. that absorbs into your body. And I figured out the first time when I used to sell drugs and I was capping up uh, t- uh, uh, ecstasy and mm-hmm. gel caps that I didn't use a. a a glove and so like yeah into like the 200th capsule i'm like going yikes i'm like 
man. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> this shirt feels good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that was when I first learned about how, how you need to wear gloves when you're doing shit. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. ironic, you know, like the, isn't Clorox or, or Windex something that they put in methamphetamine or mm. something like that? I thought it was I, cleaning supplies. I don't know, yeah. man, but I, when I was in prison, somebody sh- told me something, um, and I don't know if this works or not, but they said that if you took a, uh, well, I'm not going to tell, I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but basically what it comes down to is you, you do something with a metal screen and you spray raid on it and Mm-mm. it's hooked Mm-mm. up it's, it's hooked up to electricity somehow and so it burns a lot of the stuff off and does some sort of a reaction with the metal and that and so then you turn around and you 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 tap it off and i guess that's a form of meth so i'm like that's crazy that seems to do that like who comes up with that I'm sitting some, here having some, like a heart attack about it because yeah. I I don't even use like you were mentioning bleach and Windex. I don't use that. I use all everything natural. We are like I, all natural. Same because you know what I noticed when I when I used to clean with products that weren't, I felt high sometimes. Like yeah. I would just yeah, keep yeah. cleaning like nonstop. <laughs> like I felt like I was on something, and like I realized it, I'm not addicted to cleaning. I'm probably addicted to the chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so I'm a little slow on these uh, that have been coming in, but Jeff Jeff Ravia, um, says, a don't, don't, don't track me. Okay, well we won't we won't track you. We're uh, tracking you. Jordan Barnes yeah. says, "What's up from Hawaii?" And I actually, Jordan is going to be a future guest. He has a book about addiction that uh, is called One Hit Away, I believe. Mm. One hit away, a memoir, memoir of recovery. Um, I just happened to nice. have that on because I was listening to his audio book that he was uh, kind enough to give me a code to listen to. Aww. Uh Scott Curtis, congrats on 100. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. All right, so let's get back over to here. So two guys talking about personal growth. That was actually a really insightful uh if you want to hear a good conversation between two men just talking about like um <laughs> that's a first feelings <laughs> no like like feelings and actual you know like not not fluff like real yeah. stuff that was a good one to listen to um this one was good oh too. yeah i've heard that one yeah, the uh, 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 Holly, she's yep. actually she's actually uh, in law school now. So she she took her situation and Aww. has turned it into something where she's now an advocate for people that are in there and are trying to um, you know make things happen for for those that are incarcerated and in, I think f- probably all over um, federal as well. Yeah. There's another Lori one. If you want to know good stuff about podcasts and, and uh, different strategies, that's a good one to listen to. Ravi has a lot of good information. Uh, another diet one. Um, alternative media sources. So this is one of my favorite shows to listen to and my favorite host on alternative media. And this was the first bigger name that I got in on my show and realized that if you don't ask, you never give people an opportunity to say no. Don't or, ask, don't tell. Or yes. <laughs> and so that was kind of like where I kind of realized that, you know, 
just start hitting people up, finding people, finding guests that, that match what you want to like with your personality or what you think will, will be interesting conversation. And there's yeah. a lot of different ways that you can find, find guests that you don't have to go through those pod booking uh, yeah. agencies or yeah. If, anybody, <laughs> if, if anybody's trying to charge you money, I mean, I get it. There, there are business models that are successful with doing that. But it's easy enough to find your own guests. And all you have to do is listen to a show, right? Like find a category, listen to shows, listen to shows of people that you like to listen to and have guests that you like and enjoy. And then hit up that that show because they're always going to leave their information. Hit up that network. Yeah. And ask them, hey, man, I really, one, you're, you gave them a listen. So that that's a plus for you that you even listened to the episode and, and you're giving mm-hmm. them some feedback, but say, Hey man, I, I really like that guest. Could you help me out? I would like to have them on my show. And yeah. I would say probably 80% of the time they're going to help you out. Yeah. Right. Some people do get offended, but 80%, I agree with that number. Yeah. So you, just, you have to try. If you don't try, yeah. you're, you're not going to get any result that you want. Yeah. Well, you've like, I really appreciate how consistent you've been throughout all of this. I mean, you, your guests are always on par with the topics that you're, you find interesting or you want to understand more about, or you're really passionate about. So I think that's what makes your show really unique. Well, thank you, Tina. There's some more. Here's another interesting one. Um, 54. That was, uh, I interviewed her from prison and I have, at least 10 more people that I've interviewed with similar stories that were connected to this exact same conspiracy. I just Mm. haven't gotten around to um, getting to them because I want the, I wanted to have their um, story, but I also wanted to include the parents or family members or loved ones. And so I can get their perspective too, as well, because you know, everybody's doing time in that situation when someone goes Mm. to prison. Um, And so uh, you know, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, none of these people said that they were innocent, but what their problem was is that they get wrapped up in a conspiracy and they're mm-hmm. drug addicts. And a lot of them have never even been offered drug treatment and all the times that they've been in and out of jail. And there's like, she's sitting with 33 years. She's a drug mm-hmm. addict. She's not a murderer. She's not anything. You know what I mean? And so these yeah. exorbitant amounts of time are handed out in the federal system and I'm going to plug my episode on Thursday um, because I will be talking to a federal uh, attorney and we're going to be talking about this exact same um, uh, problem, Con- the conspiracy charge and how the prosecutor mm-hmm. prosecutors misuse it. They need and- to do away with it. No, they do. And so you know, <clears throat> that should be part of what the prison reform thing is, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so who knows. What, what's going to happen with that but yeah that that's what that one's about the con this one is another one that i'm really really i really liked um and the story behind it was i got i got somebody hit me up so the con is a true crime documentary series about the 2008 financial crisis it really gives you an idea of what happened that the big short doesn't tell you because the big short was a good movie. Um, if anybody out there has seen it, it was sort of about the, you know, of what happened and shorting the the stock and everything else. Um, 
And so this episode or this this true crime documentary series really digs in and gives you the whistleblowers it gives you the people that tried to warn everybody about it and and what it fell on deaf ears so and the reason why i did it as a swap cast is i didn't feel like my show had as big a reach as ricky veranda's and so i i passed the torch to him because I thought that this was a story that needed to be told and, and an audience that needed a, a bigger reach than what I had. And so I'm like, I'll just, can you do it and interview him? And that way he can get your audience reach. And he goes, well, why don't we just do this? How we do it as a swap cast. I'll have you on as a co-host, and then we can both do it. And so that was a, a joint venture there. Uh, if anybody um, wants to know more about or watch this, the first episode is actually free at thecon.tv. You can watch the first episode for free, and then there's four more that you can pay ten bucks to see the whole thing. It's really worth it. Uh, it, it once you see it, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" And it really will kind of explain uh, where we're at today, too, uh, in a way. Um, reform re- rehabilitated. Uh, I, this was one where I'm advocating for um, Richard Midkiff, which. He actually didn't lose his freedom. They commuted his sentence, and he's actually um, working in as a legal uh, legal person too. So here's another example of somebody who turned their situation into something now where they're trying to help other people um, in their same situation. Uh, trauma. I talk a lot about trauma. Um, this was with a person that wrote the book. Of all of the people that I'm talking about, um, Melissa Veach, she was in that. So I'd reached out and, and hooked up with them. Uh, intergenerational trauma, that's interesting. Uh, that's a real thing, too. PTSD. Yes. So number 63, Brandy. I was right. Who's that? <laughs> yep. So... This we were supposed to stay away from the topics that were highly charged and political and all that. So we had talked about that in the beginning that we're not going to do that. So, Brandy, tell me about that episode and and, and how you saw it. Me? Think I'm kidding? No. <laughs> you know, you started out because I, I I went through the whole motions. I started from the beginning and just listening and then I, I heard a shift and that's when you began to tell your personal <laughs> you know your your what you went which your experience you know like um when you spoke about uh about a, a certain you had been you know you said jump by some black guy so that's the you know for you it was like your your reaction and you know you would like cross you're just being cautious you know what i mean because you have that that memory, you know, that thought, it resonates with you. And I think that's where she lost it. <laughs> but, um, you know, but you, you kept repeating to her, like, that's my, but that's my experience. You know, like, that's what happened to me. So that's my experience. And to me, it seemed like she was trying to tell you that you're a racist first, <laughs> that, you, that you both are racist, and that how she was dealing with hers and how you should deal with how you should deal with yours so that mm-hmm. you're not racist anymore. But I don't even think you came off as saying, I don't think you even knew you were racist at the time. <laughs> but you're like, oh, I don't think I'm racist. And I didn't take it as you're racist. I yeah. took it as you were speaking about how something affected you. 
and and that was your story. And I think she took it as she seemed really she she really personalized it. It seemed like like I felt like I was like if I could see her, like she's gonna run off the stage or something. But like she couldn't hand, handle it anymore. But I think that um listening to her tell her which I guess what she experienced, I didn't really hear her talk about much what she experienced. It seemed like more she just kept saying we were raised to be racist, you know? And yeah, but I was kind of waiting to to hear like, well, what happened? But she didn't really want to talk about it because when you, you didn't know what to say, you said, well, you're referring to her like you probably been, this happened to you and this, this and that. And she's like, please don't bring me into this. My stuff, don't tag my stuff with yours. (laughs) And I was just like, she made me uncomfortable for a minute. That's too much. Yeah, yeah, but I was still open-minded to like, okay, she's processing something's going on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that she's it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, but she says she's a happy-go-lucky person, and then she loves everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can still see that your what, whatever she felt was going on. I don't know. I'm not. I'm beyond totally honest with you. She she lost me. Like something was going on there because all you said was what you went through, and that's how you thought you. That's how, how it made you feel. You didn't say anything disrespectful and you made sure you kept it to um, your experience. And it seemed like from after that, she was just very adamant on the whole aspect. Of, I guess all white people are racist and we're raised to be racist. And even I, as a, I'm learning to use melanin, melanin tone woman. And you can call me black. I'm just, this is some new stuff I'm trying out here. <laughs> I'm melanin. Um, didn't don't think that everybody's taught you know what I mean first of all I don't think a lot of people even know what they need to know what the word means I find out a lot of people know what the word I'm like no no go back to your dictionary and come back then we'll talk about it you know and then people are like oh black people can be racist I'm like no that's not prejudice (laughs) Brandy we Brandy and I actually talked about this when I was on your show Brandy yeah exactly that Mm -hmm. but yeah Getting jumped by three guys, period, doesn't matter what color they are. That's still traumatizing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I was trying to explain to her. It's like you know, I've been yeah. I've been jumped by Mexicans. I've been jumped by black yeah. guys. Um, Go get and, it. And so, I think in in I mean, I get where she was coming from because she was trying to say, okay, well, that's your trauma then. Mm-hmm. So the, those that's your trauma that you need to deal with. And if once you deal with your trauma, then you probably wouldn't go have to cross the street, but I don't care. I mean, if there's a bunch of young kids or younger males of a certain ethnicity, I think anybody would, would be kind of alarmed. You know what I mean? Especially if they're dressed a certain way in Cali, (laughs) you you know what I mean? And, and I guess in, and to, to combat that, if they were, if they were older, if they were older males, or if they were dressed in suits, would you still cross the street? And my answer is no. I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't feel like it. And it's not that it's. I don't even think it's it's racist. It's just cautious. Like well, why, why would you want to put yourself in a situation that you you don't know what may happen? You know. I mean, there could be a bunch of white guys with bald heads, Ku Klux Klan people. No, I'd stay I, away from. I, it yeah, would be I'd like stay away too. from them too. Yeah, like no, <laughs> I'm no, not dealing I, with that. <laughs> I'd cross. I'd cross the street on that situation as well. Um, so, anyways, the pro the thing was is that we haven't. That was the end of our, our run together, and I haven't talked to her um, since then. Oh man, and and a, and a part of that is Jeez. is is me. Um. 
Speaking what of episode that, is that? I want to go back and listen to that now. I'm like the drama. I'm like, oh. We got the whole story. <laughs> and so this, I have a bad habit of just cutting people off and not contacting them again because I don't want to be bothered <laughs> with the, the confrontation of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do feel bad that I did this with this individual. And at some point I'm going to have to, to reach out to her and just see, you know what I mean? Because as a person, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, we shared time together. I mean, let's say four hours that makes you a little bit more than just an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's about me learning how to treat people. Right. And, and, I saw that as some of my old behavior as just like cutting people off and as like, I don't like that. It's that easy for me to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it, and it goes to show like, okay, well then how good of a, like if you considered them a friend, then how good of a friend were they? If you could just cut them off that quickly. And well, I've had that's your friends, trauma too. Yeah. And I've had friends do that to me. Um, in the past Mm -hmm. and I didn't like it. So it's just about finding, you know, figuring out my flaws, my flaws and and trying to address them, but doing it in a public way to where I bring you along with me as I'm addressing. So, yeah, just the fact that you think that is, yeah. Yeah. I said when like, I've had that um, experience before too. And I actually tried to, you know, when I friendships and stuff, they go array and I'm really good at like going incognito, I call it like I dismiss them, gone, bam, you know, out of here. <laughs> Worry yeah. about me again. But you know, I tried not to do that, you know, you know, in a certain friendship, I was like, you know, stick around, gonna work on this, we're gonna literally like work on this, you know. Because right. I think when you have rough times that that um those are just gonna happen, you know, and you just have to try to figure out okay, how do we, because then it's never going to be perfect. So then what's your friendship really based off of? It's like every time we're, we have a, you know, issue, it's like, so then you like walk around and tippy toe, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to like, you know, like mess it up. But it's like, no, it's yeah. about like what you do after when you get to that point. And then that's what makes it, you know, like real and stuff. So it's because isn't that Tina mm-hmm. kind of turns like, nah, I would say that. It made me think of that whole, the narcissist thing, kind of like you just don't, you, just, you don't want to, uh, I guess that's different. Yeah. Well, no. Wait. Are you narcissists as in what? In which way? Like, do you mean like you have a an ego for feeling that way? I think that's the behavior. Um, like you don't want to like kind of like you know mean so quick. You know, it's like either here or there. You're like, oh, I don't like you anymore. You do something wrong, and then you just so easy to dismiss them. Versus, there's no middle ground. Like, okay, we're still good, but it's like, nope, you're the worst person ever. yeah, that's like I feel like that's very egotistical. It's close to narcissism. Narcissism, mm-hmm. and they just want to make them happy. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have narcissistic traits. I mean, I think we all do to a certain. We all extent. do. Um, yeah. But there's just there there's that point where a, a, you know narcissist turns from. I think I think true narcissism uh, and a true narcissist is somebody who has no empathy. A and is is somewhat sociopathic yeah so you know and that's where i that's where i there's a lot of things that i do and i knew that i know this about myself that i'm i have a lot of the narcissistic traits 
but the one thing that saved me is that I, I feel bad about things that I do. Right. There you go. That is you know, so important. You know, and the empathetic part of that I, I, I possess. So that's what kept yeah. me from going into that sociopathic. Yeah. yeah tr- truly narcissistic. Well, sociopaths are born and narcissists are often created and it's a personality disorder. So a lot of people will call somebody a narcissist, but they're not technically a narcissist unless they've been diagnosed with it. Mm-hmm. But we're, it's pretty easy to call when you see it, right? No, nor, no narcissist is going to walk into a psychologist mm-hmm. office and, and tell the doctor, hey, help me. I love myself so much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm suffering from too much self-love. I'm suffering from being so attractive. <laughs> I was going to agree on the sociopath. Like, that's the difference. Like, they don't connect. You know what I mean? They don't feel that emotion, you know, the stuff in our brains that make us feel emotion and all that stuff. It's like they don't even have that at all whatsoever. That's why they're just so, you know, they don't connect emotionally. So I always wonder what that was. They can cut. Yeah, they cut people off, too. But it doesn't make you a narcissist just because you have that. You might have abandonment issues. Yeah, but, uh, I thought I was thinking about cutting off, like cutting people off when you're talking. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> So we're we're uh, no not sorry. <laughs> never mind. So ho- Holly, <laughs> a former guest, Holly checked in. She said it'll be interesting your perspectives, and I imagine she was talking about the uh, the covert races uh, deal. Um, Nicole just chimed in. Sure, but they can only be diagnosed if they seek help. That is very true. <laughs> true narcissists would never admit that. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. <laughs> they they yeah. gaslight the hell out of you. That that's for sure. Yeah, um, they'll gaslight a doctor. <laughs> so moving on, sixty five. That was a really good one about a perspective from somebody who was affected by an alcoholic. So the other side of addiction. Um, that, here's mm. another one. Workplace culture. That was a great one. Oh, and Scott is, Silverman. Yep, Scott Silverman. This what guy is really oh, cool. Yeah. He's so yeah. cool. Yeah, he has a great uh, story, and if you there's a really fun like if you listen to the the clip that I have in the beginning of of this one, it's hella funny the, the way that he does it um, and what how he explained what he used to do. Uh, he's a really good guy. Uh, he's a part of IPU too. He is a participant of that. And for anybody who doesn't know what IPU is, it's Indie Pods United. Uh, Maria, myself, and Tina are the founders of. Well, Maria is the actual actual founder. Uh, you mean Tina? Tina. 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 Sorry, Tina is the actual. Maria founder. counts. Yeah. I always get you your guys' <gasps> names. Tina confused. Maria. Yeah, Tina Maria. Tina Maria. That's <laughs> yeah, there we go. Tina is the, found, the the original founder and brought all Tina or Maria and myself in as well as Jeff and a few other folks. And so we plan on people are going to be so confused. You said so many names. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just Tina never Maria, pronu- Maria, Tina. don't pronounce the IPU without the, the dots in between. Like, don't say it as a word. IPU. 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 I'm sorry, I had to. I'm so grown up. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate that. I appreciate the uh, the listenership. And Nate was actually on one of my previous, uh, my re- more recent episodes about uh, he had a brother that committed suicide, um, and he was he struggled with uh, schizophrenia 
and it was uh an inter- it, yeah that was uh you know i talk a lot about trauma uh because i believe yeah. that you know trauma is the gateway drug and that uh untreated trauma is you know should be the number one public safety issue it yeah. shouldn't be a punitive thing it should be a mental health thing yeah we're going through that now this whole covid and all this death it's like there's a lot of mental health issues already before this that are young treated. Mm-hmm. So many bullyings went up by 26%. Um, there's some kids, like I know out here, that have attempted to hurt themselves. I've had a few friends that had their children try to attempt, you know, suicide. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. But the thing is, there's going to, oh, no, I'm gonna not going to talk over you. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I was just, you know, it's, it's something that, that needs to be talked about. Um, you know what I mean? Not in a way to normalize it, but in a way to be like, look, man, there's, there's the more we can talk about it and get these stories out there, the more people can realize that, Hey, this is a big issue and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's happening more and more frequently and, and at younger ages than ever before. Like, how how does that even become an option? You know what I mean? uh, Like like, at that young of an age. Yeah. Eight eight years old. Yeah, so, um, terrible. and I uh, did some research and yeah, and, you know, my son, he had, you know, bullying and stuff. So I kind of took it from there and, and I just kind of dove into it and eight years old, kind of, like you said, how is that even an option or a choice? Like, where's that come from? So, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Um, ahead, I, there's also the other side of things. I just want to just throw this little tidbit in there. I mean, there's, there's people that fake that they have some kind of mental illness because they just want to get medication and it's so unfair because there's people that are in line to get medicare and medicaid and they can't because these people that just want the drugs are taking their spot basically yeah i'm sure that is a thing too they used to do that in prison all the time um, yeah. they would fake it so they get their medication and they cheek it and they turn around and sell it for commissary. sell it Right. You know, everybody's got a, a noodle somewhere. Yeah, it's a noodle. They, they hit up noodle. <laughs> All right, it goes I'm learning so much. I have no idea about any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Fresh out of the box. <laughs> yep. And Nate, that's the reason he's starting his podcast on suicide because of his situation with his brother. And I will be helping Nate um, with anything that he needs as far as like how to run a show, how to get guests, how to do all that other stuff. Because anybody out there, I, you know, if you come to me and you ask me for help, I'm going to help you because mm-hmm. I was there at one point. And, you know, not everybody can afford to, to hire a coach to teach you how to do this or do, do the, to do yeah. that. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important. And what I've really gotten from this community of podcasters, of all of them, you know, the whole community in a whole, from all these groups that I belong to, is that most of us help each other out. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's not like this feast or famine mentality there. Um, it's, you know, it's a it's a really good community, and of course, in every community, you're going to have some some jack offs and you're going to have bad guys. Yeah, you know, you're going to have some issues, but by and large, you don't see people stabbing each other in the back or or afraid to give you information because you're 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 you know the not the enemy but competition. Mm. There's not really okay. a lot of competition in podcasting because we all have different stories and different perspectives. Absolutely. 
you know? Well, I had political podcasters come at me. I'm not going to get into that, but there's <laughs> definitely podcast drama that can happen. The well, there's drama anytime you involve humans at all. But overall, yeah. I think Sean's right that the, the, the yeah, podcasting community is, you know, by by far one of the most kind of embracing communities I've been in. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Them and the UFO groups. Yeah. <laughs> flat earthers. Are you on the flat, flat earth groups? Flat yeah, the flat earthers. <laughs> Sorry. I- I love you know what's funny I I have a I've I've talked to that dude David Weiss um uh, I have I interviewed him he's in one of my ones that are going to come out uh at one of, the, one of these days Who uh, is it? Uh David Weiss oh, he's one of is. he's one of the leading uh people that's out there right now talking about flat earth and, and oh, all that I stuff. have a lot of questions for him there's some things that do not make sense to that theory I can I can I can hook you up with him I think we live in a dome. We're living in a dome. All right, Nicole Weaver, love that. I'm excited to start mine this summer. I'm already feeling super supported. It's great to have a community. You're absolutely right, Nicole. It is. All right, back to these so we can roll through them. Uh, this thing is taking longer than I thought it would, but that's yeah. My bladder, my bladder is not going to hold much longer. My coffee. I already <laughs> went. Yeah. Yeah, feel, feel free to, to, to move if you got to move and, yeah. and do what May you got to do. use the potty? Yeah, it's going to happen soon. I'm actually going to use the bathroom for a second. All right, sorry. So number sixty nine, um, and don't get fooled by the number. It, this is a really good one, and. I talked to Stephen Grumbine. Um, he's a he's a part of a group called the Real Progressives, and he definitely um, they talk a lot about MMT, which is modern monetary theory, and are like Americans' um, misconception on how how our monetary system actually works. And he gave a really good. Um, uh, explanation of all of that. And he does a really good show too, as well. Um, the progressives, uh, and this was at a time when I didn't really know, like I was trying to figure out where I was going to vote. Cause I'd never voted before. Um, this year, this was the first time that I voted. So I was looking at third party options because I don't really believe in the, the, the two party, uh, duopoly. I, in the, to me, that's part of the main reason why our system's so broken. <clears throat> and so, he gave a good a good uh, uh, account of you know our monetary system and how taxes don't make it back around to fund things. Like we have an, when you say it's taxpayer funded, and you hear people out there screaming, "Oh, my tax dollars!" Well, our, when they take the taxes out, they don't actually go back around to fund anything, right? And our currency is a fiat currency system, which is not backed by gold anymore, which means that it's just created. They create money at will. So, I mean, when they... Out of denim. Well, whatever it is that they created out of. Um, a, lot of a lot of it is corruption, but we won't talk about that. Uh, when, that when they create that... So, do you ever, you ever ask yourself, how come they can create... How come we can afford seven billion dollars to, uh, you know, bail out different things here and there, and give all this money to other countries? How can we afford that, but we can't afford Medicare for all? Because it's useless money. Or we can't afford, you know, all these other things to take care of people in our own home countries, in our own states, in our own things. Well, they can. 
they could create that just as easily as they could. Inflation's a real thing. I, I get that. And, and you know, there are some uh, uh, things that are tied to that. But by and large, if they can afford to, to give $7 billion in bailouts and, you know, the, the, the number is astronomical since 2008, how many bailouts did it actually happen in the amount mm-hmm. of money that has been given to um, certain things. So. And they Jobs and then you can be healthy, you get healthcare, right? They can go work, go work, work, work. Well, then can we take care of ourselves so we can keep slaving away at their jobs for you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by design. Uh, you can listen to uh, my homeboy um, RL Malpica. Hey, and he taught and he talks about you know by design quite a bit in how these systems uh, work and run. So let's move back to here. I've got like thirty more to go. Let's 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 run. Through. I'll read them for you. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fiona Eckersley, that was a really good one. Um, she talks about toxicity and relationships and dysfunctionality. I I like having female perspectives. I mean, if anybody doesn't know this about me, I was raised by women. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. I had mostly women in my life, so sometimes I feel a lot more comfortable with them. Um, and, and how to, I don't know. It's just, it's just what I was raised with. I find that interesting that you had problems with abuse in the past on women when you were raised by them. Usually abuse comes from a problem inside though. Like that's going on within the person and usually it's projected onto other people. That's true. That's true. And, but sometimes it's from like the trauma of their childhood, but you, Sean, you had like good women around you, right? Yeah, I had good women around me, but I also grew up in an abusive household. Oh, um, uh, okay. I that's from what, what from what I was told, I didn't like any time that it would start. My my brother or my my siblings would uh would uh like rush me into a like grab me and take me mm. into a closet and start singing to me so I couldn't hear oh, hear all sad. the all the stuff. I'm but, gonna cry. I mean, I would imagine, though, that I must have um, witnessed some of it because I did the same thing. Oh, you know, so yeah. that subconscious stuff, that shadow, and 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 you know, it's it's actually called shadow work. Um, yeah, the subconscious stuff that we do that we don't even realize that we do um, is our shadow selves um, that we usually try to hide from people. Um. 72 that was a good one spike cohen uh he was the libertarian party's uh vice presidential candidate uh alongside joe jorgensen for this year so cool yeah yeah he was uh that was a good one i liked a lot of stuff that he was saying and like i was saying i was looking at different options of where i wanted to vote this year and what other people had to offer because up to up to last year or 2016, I didn't even know that I could vote, and I'd been out of prison for I don't know. I think I got out in 2006, and it you know 2016 is when I realized oh I could vote. <laughs> Gosh, they didn't tell you at the DMV. Yeah, I had Snoop Dogg even had he didn't know he could vote. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's what I was kind of trying trying to do there. Um, Cindy DeRusso and Eric Vaughn, those are th- two other of the producers from the, uh, the con. So I had three of the producers on there, um, talking about that. Ooh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. There's some more, uh, brave, brave, bravery stuff. <laughs> brave, brave, bravery stuff. <laughs> 
You should make a song out of that. You're killing Just cut me. that clip. Intro. Make it as a new intro. Yeah, we can we can write the jingle. We we did it for Jeff. Oh yeah, we did. For about an hour. Po duty, yeah. Po duty. We're we're great at it. I wrapped it. <laughs> I wrecked them. Um, yeah. Number number seventy five is uh, more conspiracy stuff. She's a really good um, uh, investigative journalist. She was actually a journalist. She went to NYU. Um, she's got a lot of good stuff to say there. You know who Jack O'Halloran is, um, yeah. Tina? Yeah, he pokes me on Facebook a lot. Yeah, that, he's he's really got some really good information about uh, like because his his dad was in the mob. Yeah, he's got interesting stories. Yeah, he does. I could, but you know, the thing was with him is that I couldn't tell if he was angry talking at me or I know. at me. That's just how he talks, I think, because I, I do the same thing. And Sean, you do too, actually. Do I? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. We all kind of, all of us kind of do. Yeah, Maria, you too. Brandy, yeah. like we're all doing it right now. Yeah. I have to smile all the time so people know I'm not being a B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, yeah I, cu- I couldn't read him. So I was like going, God, am I, is he mad at me? I'm like, thinking in my head, is he mad at me? Did I say something wrong? And, and but it just that's just kind of how it was. This is a good one. I also will uh, advocate or help, help other people advocate for wrongful convictions. So like anytime somebody's oh, yeah. trying to trying to um, amplify uh, or call out corruption or you mm-hmm. know wrongdoings and stuff like that i will definitely reach out and try to help them um uh what boost their signal of whatever it is that they're trying to um uh get out there yeah that one will have you in tears i was in tears like within 20 minutes Joe Best Martinez, story. he was a cool. He's the one that actually turned me on to all of those uh, dope co- dope ghost conspiracy cases, um, uh, which started with Melissa Veach. And you can go to his uh, podcast. It's called Talk from the Cell Block, and he has all. He has interviewed all of the people that I have yet to to put out yet. So if you wanted to see kind of a preview of who's going to be coming out on mine when I get around to those, you can go check his uh, podcast out. The Mosaic, this dude is amazing. And, I love uh, him. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's really cool. He uh, the way that he the way that he looks at things and his perspectives and how he kind of breaks stuff down and the That's stories that he yeah the stories that he gives. Mm-hmm. Um, he's because he's a Jewish gentleman. And a lot of the times they they tell stories to kind of paint pictures of what they're trying to explain, and uh, it's really it's really kind of cool. I, I love that about about that culture. Um, mm-hmm. All the all the stories from the Torah and everything else that they sort of relate things to. He's truly a hippie. Yeah, that's, I think that's what got me too. But as soon as he opened his mouth, I was already like, you know, like that's my kind of yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> When I was on his show, he immediately got me to open up out of nowhere. Like he like psychic ability to me. <laughs> it, like he, brought it out of me. Yeah, he's really easy to talk to. He's got that. He's got the kind of voice that just comforts you and yes. kind, of, kind, kind of wraps around you. It's like and a feels, hug. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. He, his voice wraps around you and gives you the comfort to be able to like you feel like you can tell him anything. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he's got a beautiful wife, too. Yeah, he does. Uh, not that that means there's any. Hey, if <laughs> you ever see this, just kidding. Uh, Neil, Neil Young is cool. It's another coach. Uh, some more suicidal stuff, uh, abusive uh, parenting. Um, some more food. Uh, David DeRocher, 83, was the one that I was talking about that got me to um, like want to even get more involved in. If if nothing else, go to this guy's TEDx talk, um, and it's all the links are in this episode. That TEDx talk is what sprung me into action uh, about wanting to contact him and get him on my show immediately. Like within forty minutes, I'd made contact with him from watching that TEDx talk. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and so like you did, you definitely get great guests. Thank you, thank you, uh, Wise. There's your there's your boy. Number eighty-five. Well, I had. Nice. I'd wise. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's a really cool <laughs> dude, man. Uh, and Poppy J. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Poppy J is a fool, man. That dude. That yeah. dude has me he's cracking up all the time. Did you guys see my my TikTok videos? I did of all of like we're all in a conversation, and I was like me, and then I just I did every character, and I'm like all looking at them, and then I did Poppy J, and I did Wise. And then I did um, another little on it. They still haven't commented on it. <laughs> can, can you do a Sean Dustin? There we go. <laughs> hmm. Can you do the Sean Dustin? That would be great. Please do a TikTok on that. Yeah, t- I have not figured out TikTok yet. I have it, but I just, there's just so many things. There's so many apps out there that. It's I feel like awesome. I'm too old for TikTok. I can't get into it. Yeah. As well, if we make a Sean Dustin dance, though, like, yeah, it could go. We should do it. I can see the old people on there doing that. There's dance slide, and then there's the the trauma, uh, hate, hate crime, hate war. It's like a whole hate, um, you call it race, like a racial hate thing going on over there that nobody knows about. Just everybody hears TikTok and they think, oh, dance, dance. And I'm just like, dance. God, I oh, wish man. that was just it. I don't know how I got pulled into that, but and that's so. Crazy. Do, you, do you use it? Do you use it to promote your show or or anything like that? Like I originally started because um, when COVID the lockdown hit, I used it to as an outlet and then to like make people laugh and lighten up and stuff. And then so now I'm starting to use it as that. But before I would just that's what it was for, and then it turned into a movement actually it's not as bad as i make it seem it kind of is but it turned into a whole movement over there i've it's never not, seen but it is, but it's not. yeah <laughs> yeah that's how we twisted it it's, it needs to it's a story like i need like mental yeah. like uh, it's too fast for me it's like too adhd for me because well, it's like like too much stuff going on in there like it's confusing and for me like words mean more to me than like seeing someone do something I think yeah. like I like to get on there for the silly stuff, like the goofy yeah. dances or like something goofy like that. Really twisted over there because you'll be on one side and then you'll meet somebody and they'll be like, help me. I don't know how I ended up on the racist side of TikTok, but please get me out of it. Oh so you gosh. actually have to type in stuff just to get them to get back. It's, 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 what? I don't know how to yeah. I'm so confused. There's That's like there's a crazy. different side, like a. Yeah, it's, I think it's all algorithm, but it's something tricky about it because I noticed yeah. this happens to me too, and I'm like, wait, how did I get on here? But I just, I just, that's why I have to get on here. That's crazy. That's crazy. Jinx. Yeah. 
You owe me soda. Two for flinching. Going back to seventh grade. (laughs) We technically all are very young people inside. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, so number 86, that's R.L. Malpica. He's got a really good perspective on on what he talks about. And the brother is uh, very well-spoken. I like listening to him because woke. he's uh, – yeah. Well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say woke. Um, I would just – he's just – he's got good perspectives and he listens to both sides and he doesn't – like he's not quick to uh, to like re- to react to things. He's, he's very – uh, measured or metered or whatever whatever that word is um awesome I, 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 he's just very awesome yeah, yeah i yeah. like uh i like i like listening to him yeah he uh, he gets you he hooks you in yeah he hooks you in that, for sure with that pop filter no, number 88 and this is um so this was the, the person I was talking to you about. And I know Jeff Perini, uh, he used to interact with her quite a bit on um, Facebook because she, cause she was really, uh, uh, what was her name? Her name was uh, Amber. She she was really active and she had a good show uh, called Wind Down, Wind, Wind, Wind Down Wednesdays. And uh, she... Like had seven episodes and they just kind of disappeared, like disappeared, disappeared. Oh my gosh. So she removed them. Yeah. Well, they didn't remove the, the podcast, but she's like, I couldn't find her on, on uh, Facebook anymore. Like she just disappeared. And so I don't, Mm. I don't know what happened there. I tried to, to email and and find her, but it just didn't happen. So, I mean, that's, Mm. you know, people shows do fade, even good ones, you know, I think people, you know, when you, get into podcasting you don't really understand how much work is is in it yeah you got to be a (laughs) go-getter it's not it's a lot more than just you know showing up and deciding i want to talk on a microphone and publish it you know especially if you don't have an audience because who's going to want to listen to you how do you Mm -hmm. find an audience what do you do i mean there's a lot of uh researching that goes into stuff there's a lot of watching different things and the natural ability to be able to speak and connect with people. That's so important. You're not going to have listeners if you can't do that either. Yeah, you got all the info in the world. You've got the expensive mic, but you talk like this and you just you can't relate. Yeah, yeah. You don't, your personality doesn't come through and you can't figure out how to break yeah. that barrier of bringing you into the microphone without yeah. having having the uh the visual of of seeing you and i you know i don't know if a lot of people realize this because i didn't start out as a um as a live stream show i started out as a you know audio only and it just kind of progressed to that and i don't really talk about it or or you know in my um episodes i don't talk a whole lot about that i do this side of it um it doesn't it doesn't get in there i just i don't Either I don't think about it uh, when I'm doing the uh, promos and stuff. So number 90. All right, we're getting there. Only 10 more to go, people. Thank you for being so patient. Thank you for being so patient and uh, following along with us. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Angela Marsden, this was a really good one. She did that viral video um, about El, in your in your neck of the woods where that uh, that that restaurant got closed and then they opened up um that uh casting like there was a movie theater company that opened up an outdoor seating thing for a production they were doing right across from hers 
And so her, her, you know, she was kind of calling out like, you know, why is it okay for them to be open and doing whatever? And I, and you're shutting me down. And mm. so, you know, that was a really good episode. She was super emotional in like the first <coughs> five minutes. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was like mm. a real loot. This is, this is having a real effect on people, man. Yeah. You're, you're, if you're in California or New York where the lockdowns were the, the strictest, you know, you're forcing people out of business, you know, mm -hmm. people that have, you know, made a, a life in a, in a, in a living and are helping other people make a life in a living, you know, that was all being affected. 91 was another, um, alcoholic, uh, uh, somebody that was victimized by a alcoholic or lived with an alcoholic. That was a really good one. I liked, I liked her a lot. Um, Oh, I heard that one. Yeah. And we got Cassandra Wallace, who is the current Miss World America. That was an interesting, interesting one. She's doing a lot of cool stuff, advocating and then also um, volunteering down in uh, Haiti. Mm -hmm. More recovery stuff. Um, homelessness. Survive schizophrenia. Research and cartel discussion with a scholar. That was an interesting one. Was that hard to keep up with? <laughs> No, not really. Um, but there were some things that we talked about, like how how it shouldn't be legal to for researchers um, to be able to patent their to patent their um, their discoveries because they made them. You made it on on the on the public's dime. Mm -hmm. Like all those research grants get paid for by the government, which yeah. technically are taxpayer funded. Um, like Stanford experiment. For yeah. example, but you know, they can, they can patent it and make billions on it. But you know, the people that actually made it possible for you to do that, get nothing out of it. I'm about to go do some experiments on people myself. Uh, more wrongful conviction. This was an interesting one. This was Dr. Carmen um, Johnson. She got, uh, she was actually helping people in 2009 stay in their homes uh, during the mm -hmm. financial crisis and, and getting moratoriums so they didn't get kicked out of their homes. And she ended up having to go to prison for three years because she wouldn't play along with, with uh, they wanted her to stop talking about it and saying that there were illegal foreclosures. And she was a part of, I think she was on the board of the NAACP and, uh, in uh in uh baltimore maryland and she mm. wouldn't she wouldn't do it and so they found a way to put her in prison mm. to shut her up wow. the people yeah right you know what i mean for others and they don't want that so they'll find a way to screw you know screw you yeah. over yeah because they don't want they don't want revolts but it's going to happen anyways well, I mean, people are going to get tired. I mean, you can only yeah. just just like in, a, in an abusive relationship. And I feel like that's what we're in with our government is an abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and at some point when you abuse somebody so much, they're going to fight back. Right. You know, yeah. Maria, it, you can probably talk can to that. So much. You know, you you were in that situation. I don't mean to Absolutely. call you out. But no, I mean, it, at, it's a, I'm an open book. Yeah, I mean, at some point when when you get pushed too far, I'm sure that you 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 know, like a feral animal, you know, you do what you got to do to survive, and that instinct comes out, and you fight back. Yeah, that's so true. All right, so that's about it. We got some other trauma ones, and um, <laughs> more trauma, more trauma, 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 and some more trauma. trauma, trauma Yay! Trauma. I'm, I'm about to bolt in a second. I am going right. to pee myself. 
So I have had seven kids. The bladder is always as strong. (laughs) Okay. But before, before I go, I just want to tell you, Sean, that I am this dumb that I had to write down. I had to write down like yesterday, six key points that I really wanted to tell you forgetting that we talk like all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, You've really come a long way. Was Why did you one. write it so big? Like you're in third grade. That's my, my main question. <laughs> number two, episode episode one is a really long trailer. Number three, don't laugh. I didn't. LOL. <laughs> number four. Oh, my. Single Sean making his Tinder in, in something. She can't even read her own podcast. Loved the honesty and holy crap, you can talk. <laughs> I made no notes. Zero. And <laughs> me sticking, no. staying to my tradition, I, I come to these, like, I don't do a lot of preparation when it comes to, you know, when I interview somebody. I like it to be, I want to, I want to know, I, I want to learn. And why? And let you see. I don't. I don't know. I just. And so, yeah. Whatever the reason is, you know, I feel like it's more authentic when there's, you know, not a lot of uh, pre, before. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll find out the gist of you, and you know, have enough to be able to carry on a conversation. But I want to. Ex- I want to ex- find out about you on the spot. Yeah, you know? it sh- it comes out naturally, but it is nice to sometimes have a reference point where if if you get stuck for whatever reason, you've got a fail safe that you can <laughs> click on over to yeah. and just be like, oh yeah. So speaking of which, uh, we're moving on. <laughs> well, that's where the guest form comes in because I have all the the questions that I that I put that I need answered on that, and so I'll reference that. And if I like, because there's sometimes when you get a guest that you have to pull teeth out of, and or you only get twenty minutes, and then they're just kind of like. Uh, and it's like, all right, well, what do I do now? So I'll have like, you know, books that have been in, uh, impacted in their life. And so I can go to that. So tell me about this book and why has it impacted your life or podcasts? I'll have them give me two podcasts that have been, um, you know, that have helped them in their journey. And I'll reference that too. So I could squeeze at least another 15 minutes out of those two parts. So I, 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 I do kind of like I do, but I try not to go to it. I would much rather not have to look at that piece of paper and, and mm-hmm. yeah, then, you know, not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate everybody going. I was going to give a glimpse of what uh, what's coming. What I'll do, what I'll do is I'll just show this of what it is. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of episodes that I'm coming out with. Don't talk shit about all the things i have on my uh, uh, uh-oh here it comes all the things that i have on oh my, my god Bra- brace yourself watch no. this <laughs> there's so much stuff on there doesn't that give you, it gave me anxiety it gave me anxiety i can't that's a, a heavy powered cpu you've got there yeah. so look you ever heard of the cloud like, 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 like. Should, Intel Pentium 12 processor. <laughs> you should you should see the uh, the folders that get created before I started doing it as a live stream. Like I've got like 20 entries that go into one folder for one episode from pictures <clears> to, <throat> um, you know, all kinds of stuff, man. It's crazy. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. My my ADD would be like, nope, not in it. 
I applaud the organization. I just like I'll name it whatever my hands do to the keyboard. Like I'll just snap whatever the my hands and do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like poop and then like enter. And okay, I don't do that either. I try to like but I most I- recent. <laughs> so what we're looking at right here are all episodes that I've recorded and are just waiting for me to publish them. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, there are... We're going all the way back from May last year. Yeah, Yeah, we just did ours a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we just did ours a couple weeks ago, and I'm I'm still working on May. So, it's crazy. I mean, some of these may not even make it onto there. Um, Oh. Like, I I have, uh, you know, a lot. Richard Bergen. I've got Liz Priestley. um, You know, some, I love some really some really good ones. This one's going to be a funny one. Her name is Madeline Ruiz, and she's married to the Dick Doctor. She's married Whoa. to a, she's married dick to a doctor. urologist, and she and she uh, wrote a book called "So I Married a Dick Doctor." <laughs> That's great. Help! I married a dick doctor. <laughs> and we great. talk about all of the things that you know go on down there. You know, why are you teasing us with that? Like, I wish that was out. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, there's plenty it's of there's up. there's plenty of uh, content to come out, and I'm you know current that the reason why it takes me so long to get to them is that I instead of not recording um na- more, I, for some reason I feel like I'm missing out when I say no. Yeah. And there's really interesting people that I, I that reach out to me and want to be on the show. So I mean, I want to have everybody, and so that's why that happened. It's going to get to the point; it's not relevant. You just need to do a big dump. Exactly. Just all natural. Listen to all of them. Just like yeah, just like it. dump them Lovely. all on and be like, okay, because if, I mean, if not, you're going to be like four years out. <laughs> once a yeah. week. and then nobody's going to know what you're talking about. Well, how I got, how I got really out. lucky is that. Like I was in, we were in the lockdown when I recorded those and guess what? We're kind of still in the lockdown. So I got lucky that a lot of this stuff is still relevant. So at least the May I need to, I'm probably going to do a big dump here pretty soon. Well, when I, when I went on the season, (laughs) you're gross. Anyway, when I went on the season three, my, I had a handful of them left and I just did one a day to end the season to kick off the next season. Okay, I just yeah, dropped, I scheduled and did one a day just to get them out because I honestly didn't want them in there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. like Sean, you could just take a, you're on your hundredth episode, take a couple yeah. weeks off for a little season break, get it all done, stick it in the queue and then yeah. come back with some more fire. There you go. We'll have to do it after this week because I have a live stream uh, <laughs> every night this week that I've got to coming out. So, wow. Yeah, so the, I've got oh, some really, really good ones this week, and they're all going to be just... about six o'clock p.m. Um, I have to schedule most of them. I haven't scheduled them yet, so I'm going to do that today. But yeah, this week I have one tonight, uh, tomorrow, uh, and uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, they will be good. Away. They will be good. That's for sure. Um, the, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I'm going to have to, at some point, just cut it off and, and start just releasing stuff, you know, two, yeah. three, four a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm never celebrating like my hundredth episode or, or anything or like my anniversary, like when the next one came, I just, I don't know. I just never, I just, you, just, you have a lot of episodes, Brandy. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Sean, there's, what is that one thing that you said that I have to remember? This is so important. Um, oh, when you did the accent of the guy that told you that you weren't prisoners, you were um, 
what did he call it? Uh, previously incarcerated oh, people. F- formerly incarcerated. <laughs> formerly, yes. The accent was like, I was like, oh my gosh, Sean, you really did that? <laughs> it was well, well, good, though. Well, I, I, what was the accent supposed to like? So I don't that, know. So if you if if you if you say who the like like if you go oh that's a you know that was a, a brother you were trying to 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 accent it sound like Louisiana. Yeah, I'm not very good at accents. Louisiana. No, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was just hilarious because I didn't expect it, and all of a sudden it was just like bam! Like Sean's talking all monotone. I mean, he's Sean Dustin, your host, and then he just goes in with a Louisiana accent. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's an adventure. Podcasting is a journey. Um, I think anybody here on this panel right now can can attest to that. Um, It's a good journey. It's also therapeutic. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about how to talk to people. And actually, you learn more about how to listen to people in my experience. So... (laughs) If you want to start a podcast or you're thinking about it, just do it. You know, there's no perfect way to start a podcast. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. Just start. And you're going to mess up. So we've been at this for two hours, and I think I've, you know, that's probably well, about long. Maria about has to pee. Yeah, Maria's got to pee, and, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of good stuff to come uh, with the podcast. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be tied to the nonprofit, and there'll be more coming out about that, you know, in my my intros later on as as the business gets formed and the, and the organization gets formed. Um, there'll be definitely more about that, and uh, yeah. Yay. And- until then, oh, here's another thing, man. I, all my all my episodes, like for like the first twenty of them, I'd always say, uh, "Until next time, keep it one hundred. <laughs> stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise." Basic. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why I said that. I think I just That's felt cute. like I needed to say something. You know what I mean? Like, like profound or or whatever. That's very profound. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't do that anymore, but I still feel the same way, you know, keep it 100. Cause yeah. you, you know, no real. one, no one can be you. You're the only one that can be you. And, uh, you know, as long as you're being the most authentic version of yourself and the most real version of yourself, that's the only thing people are going to respect. That's good. Now let's end there so I can go pee. Yeah, <laughs> right, that was good. Let's end on a high note. This, we're gonna expect this uh, to come out in 2027. Exactly. Yeah, really. It, it'll it'll be uploaded to the platforms in 2027. Uh, look out! <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me. Uh, if you watch, thank you. I appreciate it. If you support the show, thank you even more. I appreciate it. Go and check out my uh, panelists on their podcasts and their shows. Um, all of that will be in the links and um, uh, it below in the description. And until next time, I will see you later. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. 
book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.